Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678. That's 626-427-7678. You can find us across social media. It's going a little bit too fast there. At Everyman Sports. Uh, with me this week is my dad. Dad, how are you? I'm doing grand. That is grand. Let's talk a week about the week that was in the NFL wild card weekend and I must say this was a rather wild weekend all games competitive uh, at least three out of the four most definitely competitive and then one still within uh, reach so let's start Exciting off finishes yes so let's start off with uh, what is the Houston Texans spot 430 on a Saturday that ABC has the uh, I'm sure pleasure to broadcast uh, but Buffalo... That's, that's their normal slot. That is their normal in, slot. In the playoffs. Yeah, because yeah, unfortunately for them, they have the least intriguing matchups. But this was one of the better games by far. Uh, Buffalo jumped out to an early lead and then let Houston creep back in, went into overtime. 22-19, to Houston finally slays their own personal dragons and moves on. Deshaun Watson had a... A better second half than first. Poor Josh Allen. He's a Houdini. He's an escape artist. He really is. Poor Josh Allen, his first playoff game, and he came out. They had their own Philly special, a little Buffalo special uh, uh, option pass to the end zone for Josh Allen. Who who, who was he throwing that ball to? Who? No, no, I'm talking about the first half, the opening touchdown when he took the option pass. And then, yeah, of course... um, the second half, I mean, he just showed that he was a rookie, you know, a uh, first, uh, a rookie playoff quarterback, and he just folded when the pressure got to him. Yeah, I mean, there was uh, and some very, uh, very untimely penalties that they accrued, especially towards the end of the game and in overtime, and it just didn't work out for them as well. They were able to march down the field f- to kick a uh, game-tying field goal with, uh, I think, under a minute left. It was uh, well. It was definitely under a minute. I think it might have been even under twenty seconds. Um, but that was yeah, just that forced overtime, and and then they had a fourth and long, and you know they're just he he checks down, and the guy drops the ball, so it wouldn't even matter. And then Deshaun Watson, like you mentioned, alluded to, he escaped a uh, a pass rush, and then uh, he was able to find. I, I want to say it was Alfred Blue, but I don't even think he plays for them anymore. Um, who ran like forty yards down to about the. Ten, and then they kicked it, and away they went. But Buffalo, I mean, Buffalo looked so good, and I was actually rooting for them. They looked so good during that game, especially in the first half. And that opening kickoff, now look, there were so many chances after that, but that really, the opening kickoff of the second half, that they first called a touchdown, and then they called that back. I mean, they would have been up 23 to nothing at that point. Wow, that would have helped them out a lot. Now, why did they call it back? Because he, I'm, my understanding is because he put his arms out very quickly, almost like he's you know doing a little dance, and that yeah, yeah, it just looked like a finger roll or whatever. 
Right. Well, I mean, it, it, that absolutely will be changed this off season. The the rules committee is going to make. Did it... you see the ref's reaction? Yes, he's like, whoa, what? Like it was like it was yeah, on yeah, fire. Like, Don't throw it at me. That the, ball's what, live. What are you doing? It like I think he wanted and to. And the yeah. other guy comes over. No, no, he signals or whatever he said. Right. Yeah, he put his arms out, almost like he's doing a curtsy or something. But that's going to get. They're going to define it as you but have. But didn't make you take a knee, no. Well, I they no, don't no, want to go back well, well, to take a knee issue. Well, no, no, no. What, they're, what I think they're going to do is it's going to be either one of three things. Yes, you take a knee, which most of them do anyway. And if you're an act, if you have a good special teams coach and you are a good special teams player, you will do that no matter what. I mean, I, I constantly see people just stand there for well, three minutes. Well, you used to do it so you didn't get mowed over. Right. But, okay, so there, here are three options that I'm going to guess they're going to say, the rules committee. You either have to take a knee brief, even just make... The contact with the ground yeah. with one knee right, like curtsy or you have to have the one hand over your head crossing over a definitive like it's going to get really specific your hand right. has to cross yeah. over yeah. the crown of your and then come back or you have right. to cross your hands in front of you you can't do this fly stuff it has to like almost like you're doing shimmy shimmy cocoa pop like you're 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 hand driving yeah. like it has to be like that i'm, I'm gonna guess it's going to be those three specific things but, I mean, if they had called that, and if that, that had stood up, and I, I kind of think it should have, but... Yeah, now, what about allowing the player to step inbounds and allow the ball to go in the end zone? Like him to step forward, like out of the end zone. I mean, I, I don't know. That, that, then it's this weird gray area of intent versus action and... Right, you know, right. because then it's all the break the plane stuff. And, you know, I don't want to get onto that in um, in terms of a kickoff. Like, if it's over your head, let it go over your head. <laughs> yeah, why does this have to be complicated? Yeah, but, make... So they actually got a gift, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Houston absolutely got a gift. Uh, and then the gift of all time, uh, as we stay in Saturday, was the 8.30 game that uh, CBS had, which was Tennessee at New England. Derrick Henry and I and I heard this stat. Derrick Henry had more yeah. yards in the game than Jim Brown and Earl Campbell. In his first playoff game, Derrick Henry had more rushing yards in a game. Right. There's a hundred and seventy. Might have been no, more. It was a, I thought it was like one eighty. Yeah, one eighty five or something. One eighty. One eighty two. But I mean, yeah. You're you're talking right. about some of the all time greats in in an era where they but were. How come they? How come they couldn't stop it though? Because I think that defense was the Patriots' defense. Of course, Tennessee wins twenty to thirteen. Dem, uh, the Patriots' defense for a couple reasons. Derrick Henry wears you down. He is a a monster among men. Number one. But and but what do you, what do you got to do against it? You got to run blitz. Uh, you got to. I, ta- mean, well, I mean, you got to fill those gaps. And not only that, you got to tackle. You know, it's funny that the uh, Ravens. Good point. I That's mean, the Ravens. The Ravens players were feeling very, very confident in themselves. They came out in press conference this week and talking about how, because they're of course going to get Tennessee and Derrick Henry, and they said, "What did you notice from the game film of the Patriots?" And some of them, Earl Thomas especially, was like, "I mean, we we know how to tackle. Like some of those Patriots guys did not want to. They just threw up arms." They didn't even want to get in front of this guy. And you know what? If you were to re- we watch that game, like Derrick Henry found some holes, and the Titans have an excellent line. They really, really do. Yeah. I mean, Mike Vrabel has that team. And don't forget, Vrabel now has beaten uh, yeah. his old team and his old coach twice. Well, he outcoached him in this game. I mean, he absolutely outcoached him, and he, yeah. he, he Belichick How about the Belichick. Run down? Explain the rundown of the clock. So, six minutes and 40 seconds left, you had... 
Six minutes and 40 seconds left. It's fourth down for the Titans. Uh, I think at about like their own 40, I think it was. It was pretty It was pretty far far towards uh, midfield where you're almost like, hey, why don't you go for it? I think it was like fourth and three, fourth and six. So they take a delay game penalty, which stops the clock. Well, uh, rewind earlier this year, Bill Belichick on a nationally televised game, I think it was that 33 to nothing game against the Jets in which Darnold was seeing ghosts. Uh, that they he pulled this trick where Belichick realized there's a loophole in the rules. You cannot have back-to-back delay of game penalties. You can't. The second, so if you if you let that clock run down for a second time, then it's an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. So that give that then restarts the clock. So you go from a delay of game which stops the clock. And then if you do it again, it's a unsportsmanlike conduct because you can't have back-to-back delay of game right. penalties. So it start, restarted the clock, and they just kept on moving back a little bit. What did they care? They were close to the 50. They can, they're still well within punting So range. it was like 90 seconds off the clock. Yeah, oh, close to two minutes, and Belichick was furious. And to top it off, just before they would kick it off, huh. finally after that second penalty— the Patriots had a neutral zone infraction that got called on them. So it, it delayed the torture further. But the master got, uh, you know, he got shown up by the, by the apprentice. And, I mean, at, and in retrospect, that 90 seconds plus helped them out amazingly. Because when but at, you know what? The, the other amazing thing was that, that Brady couldn't really expose their, their, their corners because that's not one of their strengths. No, but because the they rushed up, they rushed Brady, which has been his Achilles heel, Achilles heel, uh, pretty much forever. You know, depending on what the line, what his line is like, and he's at a very weak offensive line, and it didn't help because you know the great the thing about Brady is he he gets rid of the ball quickly. Well, nobody's catching these balls. Even the show-handled Edelman, who's a slot receiver. He's not catching these balls. He's diving. They're out of the play. I mean, Brady heard those footsteps. He got him out. He got that ball out even quicker. <laughs> but Edelman went from Super Bowl hero to uh, a playoff coach. Yeah, and on, look on 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 one 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 drop. Right. Look, I mean, it, it can't be overstated how important Rob Gronkowski was to that team. Let's rewind even further back to That's that Super Bowl. Let's rewind even farther to that Super Bowl. They only got one touchdown out of the game. How did they get that one touchdown? A bomb down to Gronkowski into the red zone, and then they ran in with Sonny yeah. Michel. So without Gronkowski then, you know, maybe they win 6-3 if they do. Yeah. So so now we fast forward. Well, he was here. a big presence down the middle of the field. Yeah. Of course, then that led to you know him having to now play puzzles to keep his memory sharp. But uh, aside from that, yeah, <laughs> look, uh, you know, so it can't be overstated. Not only, I mean, Muhammad Sanu, he was a big trade. He was a big fact that they got him. He's done nothing. Yeah. You know, they tried Good AB. Point. They Good tried point. Josh uh, Josh Gordon. Um, Nikhil Harry is not quite up to speed and. You know, James White is should not. James White cannot be your number one wide receiver, and it showed. He was screaming at Harry, and you know. Yeah, no, it was it was not, and so it all ended. So, but in any case, that so they get the Patriots get the ball at the one with 15 seconds left. That 90 seconds was so important because you let's say they had that back. That's that's almost two minutes that he's got left on the clock that he could drive down. But. 
Yeah. Well, the clock became an enemy. Right. Not only did the clock become an enemy, enemy, but so did those unsure hands of the of Patriot wide receiver. A tipped ball up. Former Patriot Logan Ryan snatches it out of midair and scores the touchdown, twenty to thirteen. Because remember, but what about the punt before that? Like they they're going to rush the punter, right? So they have nobody back. Yeah, Edelman came up. Like they were going to send and all. Then 11. they don't. They just peel off. They don't actually rush them. Yeah. But they didn't have anybody back there. But it was a great punt because there was no hang time to it. It just he he you know he he pretty much just like a drop kick, and it bounced and it rolled and it was enough time for a Titan gunner to get down there, and stop the ball. But I mean that was two so two straight home games two back to back weeks back-to-back. the Patriot lose at home and their I think that was their third straight home loss. I might be wrong on that, but I mean that's just that that can't happen for them, and I mean it it's done. Let's be honest, because let, let's fast forward a little bit. Yes, Brady is an unrestricted free agent, and Belichick. We've you know I've talked about with uh, Chuck Knoll taking his uh, using his uh, history um, as a blueprint for the future. Because remember, with all those Steelers teams, and that was before free agency, what it was, and he couldn't he couldn't get rid of those guys. Jack Lamb, Jack. Jack uh, Lambert and Mike right. Webster. Yeah, I, I'm going to keep until you guys retire. I'll keep you around. And I mean, the there was a complete dearth of Steelers football for that early '80s. And Belichick saw that. And he's like, I'm never letting that happen. That's why Vinatieri got cut when he did. Remember Richard Seymour? I mean, all sure. these, all these guys you've heard of that have been outcat. You know, have been kicked off the yeah. Patriots because you think you're safe. You're not. And better, as you say, to Leave early, then stay late. And so Brady's coming back at forty-three. He, uh, what, what this season made you say he's going to get better? And yeah, but, but what kind of money would he want? I mean, I can't believe that Goff is making like thirty-something million. I don't think Brady necessarily wants the money. I think his problem he's not going to be given any hometown discounts anymore at his age. Well, the well, he's done that many times. I know, but his whole thing was, if you do that, get me, get me players. But Bill's not going to want to spend, you know, what money he can all on wide receivers. Uh-uh, no. Hey, wh- whatever happened to Chad Hogan? What about these guys that he found pumping gas? What, they can't do it anymore? So, I mean, <laughs> y- you can't be like, hey, what about... No, the past has shown you anything. Who is there... What Super Bowl... Like, think about the Patriots Super Bowl. Think about... And they've had two. Two... Wide receivers win MVP Super, Super Bowl MVPs. Deion Branch and Julian Randy Edelman. Mills. What? Not Moss. No, not Randy Moss. I mean, AB was a failed experiment. Like, the, a, Randy Moss was the largest name. Second was Wes Welker. Uh, there's a big drop off between R- Randy Moss and then Wes Welker. No matter what you feel about his, you know, procession. Yeah, but, but they're different players. Right. I know. But the point is, is that. Bill's not going to overpay. He did it once. He didn't win a Super Bowl out of it. Well, I shouldn't even yeah, say Randy Moss right. didn't even, because he was, he was damaged goods when he came. So he would have just taken what he could. But, I mean, they didn't win with the big-name wide receiver. So, you know, that offensive line needs to improve for them. He's obviously not happy with the defense. So Brady can say, I, I will take a hometown discount if you spend the money on wide receivers. Bill's not, Bill's not taking uh, cap advice from, from Brady. 
And if Brady comes back and he starts to fail or he starts to be diminished, you think Belichick's going to go, uh, you know, I'll take a year. All right, we can take two years out of playoffs. No. <laughs> no. To, bar- to borrow a... a yeah, fr- but there's some new teams. I mean, the Jets, the, the, I mean, they were the best-performing second-half team. Yeah. Uh, well. I mean, I'm, there's hope there, no? Yeah, I mean, there's hope. That'd be Buffalo if they can... And, and Buffalo matures. Right, and, you know, you know Miami... But the put yeah so exactly I don't think Bill's going to be like all right we can take under five hundred for like what two years you can stay around no that's Kraft Kraft staying but, saying that but they haven't they haven't been challenged in the East no they haven't been challenged in the East uh, the, look I think Brady could go to San Diego because he's from California I mean Northern California but he's not going to he, you know the Raiders are going to Las I don't Vegas and he's he does. I I don't know. Well, what else is he going to want? So basically, I mean, Bobby United. I mean, uh, United did it. Right. I know Namath did it. I mean, some of these guys they just do it. Look, the game is. He's going to. The game will quit on him first because he wants to play till he's forty-five. Well, then uh, what else? Like, quite honestly, I'm I'm almost. I'm going to say eighty-five percent sure his final pass as a New England Patriot was in was a pick six. I will. <laughs> and I think that I and I've heard it said before, and I think there's the proof is in the pudding that Kraft and yeah. Brady, Kraft likes Brady more than Kraft likes Belichick. <laughs> but there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. So goodbye, New England. Never, never having won the Super, never having made it to the Super Bowl in the wild card round. Goodbye, so long, farewell. Let's move over to the Sunday games, and I mean, as good as those Saturday games, that early Sunday game, phenomenal. Minnesota going into New Orleans, twenty six to twenty. the world. Sh- and absolute. Do you like that? You like that? Twenty six. Twenty six to twenty in overtime. A game. No, I mean, if you put money on the Vikings on the money line, wow, good for you. Three thirty. My goodness gracious! I mean, I, every time I've heard any game, uh, you know, any better, when they're doing like the confidence points with this in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. they put all their points on on the on the Saints because I had heard an interesting. Uh, what was it? I heard the interesting stat. I think I brought it up to you of the last twelve games. Or I forget what it is. Uh, so oh, since the wild card era, uh, home teams yeah. in the wild card round, ho- hosting teams. That have a touchdown or more, or a touchdown or more favorite was were eleven and one. How much? Eleven and one by a touchdown or more at home in the wild card round. Wow. Well, now that's eleven and two, because remember they have an eight and a half point favorite. But I mean, Drew Brees. I don't know what happened. I barely heard Michael Thomas's name called, and I mean Minnesota. And then the Vikings were in it right from the beginning. Dalvin Cook. Can it cannot be overstated how important Dalvin Cook is to this offense? I mean, you talk about how good Derrick Henry was. I mean, Cook didn't didn't put up the gaudy numbers, but he. And, but you know, you were talking about Thomas. I mean, uh, uh, Henry uh, Cook. Yeah, yeah, Henry. Yeah. You know, and he was rested ten days, and what a difference for uh, for running backs. Yeah, and, and I mean, see, Cook Cook didn't play the last couple of games. Yeah, because he had he had been nursing an injury, but they you know well, they weren't going to really the change. Fresh legs matter. That's why these rested teams are dangerous. And Minnesota had he had open like truck truck size holes for him to run through. He <laughs> got to the second level on every run. I swear he did. 
I mean, that offensive line by Minnesota is phenomenal. It really <laughs> is. Know. Kirk Cousins and they, had... And they can play defense, and they have momentum now. They had great, a great defensive game. And this is the third year in a row that the Saints have gone away in such on a fashion. And the, the last play of the game... Three consecutive years in the playoffs. Three. I'm unbelievable. It really was. And that was not, I mean, that was a ticky-tack. Um, if you were to call that, I mean, they just they just let that play out, which was the right decision Cause I, I, with the Rudolph catch. I mean, sure, he extended the arms, but uh, <laughs> the Saints defender wasn't looking back. He was grabbing onto Rudolph's elbow. I mean, you, you could, you can't, they, they were both negated. So you know what? And guess what? That what preceded that play? A bomb to Thielen. You know, you could have stopped these. And please that don't. That was amazing. Wasn't and, it? Yeah, and you're telling me that that defense is so dependent on Marcus Lattimore? Then you should not be moving on to the second round because Lattimore, like two a, a play before, rolled his ankle, and so they saw the fresh meat out there. So Thielen, they just did a <laughs> they just did a route on him. And but he, it took the monkey on his back. The what? It took the monkey off Cousins' back. I mean, now, yeah, absolutely. How about this? How t- Take this to the bank. Breeze was the third best. He wasn't even the best quarterback on his team. Taysom Hill had a great game. If anything, Isn't they, he amazing? He really is. If anything, he, he does sh- everything. He should have had at least tw- twice as many plays called for him. And maybe they would have won it. But 26-20 to 20 in overtime, again, third year in a row, twice against Minnesota, twice at home. You can't lose at home in back-to-back years. Like that. Yeah. Not only and, like... And, and, and the refs that no, no, no. You know, weren't the issue. No, absolutely. They got yeah. out. So, yeah, so when you, look at the, when you look back at them, it was with the loss to Atlanta that, that, that tipped them because they didn't finish well. I just, I don't, I think they're, I, I just don't think they're as strong as people give them credit to. And we can't even say it's because they're indoors because this is two years in a row they've lost. Because if I remember yeah. correctly, yeah. even if you know, even with that non-call pass interference, there was still plenty. Of, they went into overtime. They had the ball. The Breeze got intercepted. Like no, no, we're we're done. Look, they won their one Super Bowl, and quite frankly, if we were to even rewind to that, the only reason they won the Super Bowl was because they took a gamble on an onside kick of the second half. And a pick six off of... To start the second half. Right, start yeah. the second half, and a pick six for Manning. I mean, that th- those two things, either one or, one or both of those things don't happen. Maybe maybe Breeze and Peyton don't have the ring. But, I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's history. We can't really change that. But what we can say now is, going forward, you know, Breeze, how much more time does he have? Taysom Hill is the best quarterback on their team right now, it looks like. You know what? It, I mean, Peyton's yeah. gonna—he'll—he'll he'll be there until he wants to leave at this point. And Breeze is just as old as Brady, almost. But you know, not playing those five games, I think, helped him at the end. Who the? Because um, uh, well, at his age, isn't he forty? Who Breeze? Yeah, yeah, Breeze is old. Yeah, well, I'm saying he missed uh, games this year. Yeah, Bridgewater. I mean, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Nobody's talking about him at all. Well, they're not talking I mean, about... He, he, he did a great job. Just wait until free agency opens up, and then they'll be talking about Bridgewater. I hope so. And then the late... He, yeah, he deserves a shot. Now, he, he absolutely he, will. Yeah. They're not going to... They can't keep all three. They can't keep all three. They can't no. keep all three quarterbacks. And it's, you're going to be paying Bridgewater so much money, and Taysom Hill is an outstanding player, and he's just getting better, so... 
and then the la- and then the late game, Seattle over Philly, traveling across the country, seventeen to nine. Carson Wentz, Clowny, Clowny with the helmet to helmet hit. And I mean, Wentz, he got crushed underneath the weight of as well. That didn't help either. Wentz out for the game. Poor Josh McCown comes in. He's forty years old, and he was coaching high school football earlier this year. And then you know he he got he got the call, and so he's like, "All right, I'll be a backup. What, how bad can it be?" Oh boy! And then he pull, he he pulls his hammy on like the last drive. The poor guy. I felt yeah. bad for him. Like and <laughs> oh, and then there's reports, you know, as you know, he had to be he he was walking on his own weight back to the and he just had he collapsed and he was crying, and you know one of the other. One of the defensive players came over to console him and carry him and all that stuff. So, I mean, that's rough. It's, it's, it's a nightmare in, in Philly. It really is. And they even made some changes. They fired the offensive coordinator and the wide receivers coach. I mean, look, they were they were working with they were working with. Well, could could they bring in some wide receiver talent? I mean, I mean, look at look, look how bare the league seems to be. Everybody seems to need uh, wideouts. No, they absolutely do. But, I mean, look, Boston Scott had a pretty, like, he had a good um, he had a good season when he was there. He was cut three times. Well, he, he, he had four games. No, I understand. But still, of those four games, he's still, but, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, DK Metcalf, um, talk about him for a minute. He had a playoff coming out party. He, he had a really good game, I think, two touchdowns. And, and the Eagles could have had him. Could have, but. That's that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, but but he's 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 big. I forget what his weight. He's at least two twenty five. Yeah, he's a he's a big SEC uh, wide receiver coming out of the yeah. draft, and he was every bit of it in this game. Wilson counted on him a lot, and uh, away yeah, they go. Wilson he plays close games. It and and Pete Carroll has some competitive. Yeah, no, it, they absolutely do. Lynch was Lynch had his his runs too, and. So he scored another touchdown, so away they go. So let's talk about this week, divisional round. Let's talk about the first game. Starts off 4.30 on Saturday. The Vikings, as we previously mentioned, traveling to San Francisco, the number one seed. Yeah, well, you know what I think what happens now is because you got teams that are rested. So I think it's it's always that now with this round, it's the uh, momentum versus rested. So I think the Vikings for sure are the team that has the momentum. And and possibly, I mean, it, that's a tall order to think they could uh, knock off San Francisco. Um, the last time they had momentum in the playoffs, they laid a goose egg in Philly, and they had a chance to host the Super Bowl. So that that on top of uh, the, uh, the over-under is 44. I'm taking the under. Mm-hmm. Makes it uh, going under again. I mean, this. Well, that's for me personally. Forty-four. I think that this is this will be a defensive battle. C- look, Cousins can throw the ball up, and they've got the better wide receivers. But I mean, this Forty-Nine er defense is unbelievable. And, and well, the Niners. What, what is crazy? Which was so looking at recently. So, yeah, of their three losses, because they were eleven and three. Mm-hmm. In those three losses, they were had the lead or tied with six seconds left in regulation. Yeah, they play it close. There's no doubt yeah. about it. No doubt. So knowing that, with the momentum versus they tend to play it close, 
kind of like uh, because I think they're on seven now. Seven, yeah, I have it at seven. And that's a key number for a team that likes it. So, kind of like that. But I mean, the the talent on that team, and now they're bringing back they have a couple guys coming back. Oh, for the Niners? Yes, yeah, for the Niners. Probably Debo, probably, uh, Debo Samuels and uh, Emmanuel Sanders, probably, if he hasn't. Uh, Kittles, Kittles good, Mozart. And, uh, the, uh, Kittles, one of the probably the most exciting guys to watch in the NFL besides Lamar Jackson. Yes, he, he's unbelievable. The, the, those two, the, the, yeah. So yeah, They bring the love for the game. I think I like the Vikings with the points, but I like the Niners outright. And I like the yeah, other. Yeah, it kind of looks that way. But I was, I'm thinking that the, the Vikings, I don't know who, I'm thinking that none of the teams that won last week are going to survive this round. I mean, this is a, well, well, we'll get to that. I think I've won, and I think most people have Seattle. won. Yeah, I think I have that. I think most people have that. We'll jump to that game real quick. That's the last game. That's the Sunday late afternoon 640 game. Um Green Bay, a four-and-a-half-point favorite, under-overs 47, hosting Seattle. I mean, I I don't see Green Bay as being strong enough to survive. I think they're the the most disrespected team in the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. I will agree. Right? I mean, now, we haven't seen Rodgers last year had, had better stats than he had this year. Yeah, So, which is which is also really interesting to think about. They're a better... You know they're better, better record. They're hosting. They have a second. They have a first round bye. Like, how did they get here? W- were they feasting on the Lions and the Bears? Like, was it late game combat? But I mean, they're middle of the pack ranked in offense and defense. And just like you said, you know, Rodgers had a better statistical season last year. I mean, really, uh, look, Aaron Jones, I think, is the key. You know, and we've talked about him, but he is a really good running back, and he's a really good player in this. And he's got rested legs now. He does, um, right? But, and then, but I'm thinking of all the teams. That's the team that can improve the most. Yes, I'll agree. Right, I'll agree. So, yeah. So, I mean, we haven't seen the old Rogers. No. Um, right. He's he's like he's throttled. Well, but I, but he really just has Adams. He doesn't really have two or three good, right? It's kind of like the Brady problem. But Brady only had an Edel, Edelman, right? Uh, but I mean, Rodgers can make. He can get out of the pocket. He can create plays. He can. So he's right. a, he's a lot more mobile uh, than than Brady is. And yeah, I think that four and a half becomes a problem because Seattle seems they find a way to keep it close. Not only do they keep it close, but I mean that that front line with Clowney and just that overall defense. I I, I like I like Seattle. I like Seattle to win. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but that's a game I might stay away from. I don't know where to. I don't know where to go with the points on that one. Well, in their history between them, who uh, the home team has won every game. Like if they played at Seattle, Seattle won. They played at Lambeau Field. True. So that, that that's their history, right? But the four and a half becomes a problem because Seattle could easily make it a uh, an eight point a field game. goal game. But I like the Packers. Okay, yeah, you like I, the I, I think they're the most disrespected. Team. Fair enough. I like Seattle, so we'll go with that. Uh, moving right. over, moving over to the AFC, uh, the Sunday uh, Saturday night game, 
Uh, Tennessee travels to Baltimore. It, it's like 1999-2000 all over again. It's uh, Tennessee and, the, and, and Baltimore up at it, up to it again. But there's no McNair, there's no George, there's no Al Del Greco around. So. But there's new stars. There's but new I stars. saw an interesting stat, and that is a team that had beat the previous year's Super Bowl winner in the playoffs, yeah. which beat the Titans. Right? Over the Patriots, yeah. When, yeah, on the next timeout, they're 2-12 and 12 against the spread. I mean, the line is... So, uh, so I expect the Titans to be physically and emotionally spent up there. I think they absolutely will be. And also, I mean, that line is 10. I, I, Henry might run for a lot, but the, the problem is is that Tannehill, which we did not mention in the game, his first win ever against, uh, or against the Patriots in New England, by the way. Yes, um, yes. 75 yards passing. Now, obviously, he didn't need to do much to win the game, but right. absolutely, uh, the Ravens will make it so Tannehill has to throw at least twice as much. Um, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, Baltimore, yeah, that that's a big line, but, I mean, I, th- I'm seeing, like, two touchdowns, a two-score game for sure. Um, I think the Titans are over their head. I think so. And look, they uh, they will always have they will always have my heart for for knocking out for knocking out the Patriots. <laughs> that's always fun to watch. But I mean, to recreate what they did—that's a tall order in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. I mean, you know, the antithesis yeah. of Brady in terms of movement, and I mean, Mark Ingram, and I mean, he, yeah. So. Now this, I think. Well, I'm thinking one of these games are going to be 31-17, 31-14. This might be the game. Be this might be the game. I think. I think. I think. I, I would take that in confidence points. I, w- I would take that one with this one for sure. You know, an under over forty seven. I think that's right about rare. Where it might be like thirty seven ten or thirty one ten, something like that. Well, you just can't be sure how the, how they could roll it up. Yeah, and then the the. Final game, we're going to go over the early game on Sunday, 3 o'clock. Uh, Houston travels to Kansas City where they've already beaten uh, the Chiefs, uh, but the Chiefs are a 9.5-point favorite, under over 51. Whoa. Um, I, I mean, tennis, uh, Houston, Tennessee. I think Houston, they never get out of this round, and there's nothing that's, that's showing me that they, they will this week. Um, well, they got by in overtime against uh, the Bills. You know, Bills teams that I mean, what, what, I mean, they did they score eighteen, nineteen, nineteen. Yeah, Buffalo scored nineteen. Uh, Houston. Yeah, they're gonna have to score. They're gonna have to get near thirty. Can they do that? Um, well, you, one thing you should look at is uh, the Kansas City Chiefs' last six games. Right, to take a look at their their defense. I'll pull it up. Yeah, take a look at that. As you're talking. Yeah, because um, I, I think the, the general image of Kansas City is that the defense is porous. But they've made tremendous strides late. And and that's something to look out for. So I don't think it's going to be as close as most people think. Um, yeah, I can see I can see Kansas City going away. All right, well, let's just look in the month of December. Yeah, that counts, sure. Okay, so they gave up the Kansas City defense. Nine points, 16 points, three points, three points, and then 21 on week 17. But, I mean, they were resting starters. So let's look. 
they went on a winning streak from November 18th. So, so they had a bye the week yeah. after November 18th. Um, and they started the week. So let's go in just the month of December after their bye week. Nine, sixteen, three, three, four straight weeks uh, right. in that. And they, they ended the season with a six-game winning streak, including that, that big one over the Patriots. And the Patriots scored the most, 16. Right. So, yeah, I mean, this defense, this is a strong defense. They're for real. They absolutely are. Um, so I think that, I think, you know, I think they're going to cover. Yeah. And I think that that, that, that championship game between the Ravens, and, you know, should it be? The yeah. Ravens and the Chiefs, I think that's the Super Bowl to watch. I, I mean, that's that that's going to be the best game. That would I be. Don't think, I don't think the NFC. Well, San Francisco's brand isn't that exciting. Well, a powerful team, but they're not exciting to watch. Right, but if you get Seattle, then you have a third third times the charm. You've had and you've had two two of the previous matchups. If Seattle makes it, now you you like Green Bay, I like Seattle. If Seattle makes it. Remember, there are two previous games, both in prime time, a Monday night and a Sunday night game. The Monday night game went into overtime, and, I mean, that was such a back-and-forth battle. And then, of course, that New Year's, that Christmas New Year's in-between game on the Sunday night to end Week 17, which, you know, decided the playoff, um, the seedings. Yeah, that, that came right down that to came, last It came to a literal inch. So third time around, are you telling me that that's going to be a blowout? No, I, I can't see that. I think that game is going to be just as good. I think whoever if now look Green Bay, I have my own thoughts about it. I don't think they can handle going to San Francisco. So, well, they couldn't earlier in the year, right? So and I I just I don't see that necessarily improving to the point where I would be worried for the for the San Francisco. But yeah, do you think that's going to be like the Ravens? Ah, I don't know. I Maybe, can't see it. I know, but but you're talking about like a good fight versus like a great battle. Like right. it's like you they're almost the same, but you're looking you're looking at it through different lenses. But let's make sure they get there first cuz otherwise good we're going to get a Houston Baltimore AFC championship. Uh, I mean, that's not Are you excited for that? No. No, that's no, you want the best possible matchups for Championship Sunday. And right now that's 1-2 in the uh, AFC, and I think personally that's Niners-Seahawks. So the majority of the, the quarterbacks will be young guns. Oh, yeah. I mean, just look at the first-round buys. They're all young quarterbacks. You know, Rodgers is the oldest quarterback there right now, right. Um, and he's, you know, he's, you know... So staying in the NFL for a second, you had some some of the coaching hires finally filled. Of course, we went over Ron Rivera with the uh, Washington Redskins, and then Matt Rule after his Sugar Bowl loss to Georgia went goes down to Mexico. And as he's coming back, there's uh, Tepper, the uh, owner of the uh, Panthers. He meets him at his house. He meets him at his house, and he's carrying his luggage inside. Hey, how was your trip? Hey, since I got you here, how would you like to come? Seven years. 60, 60. Seven, 70 million. I thought it was I thought it was seven years sixty million. Did I have that reversed? No, I no, I, I it's something right around there. I mean they're quite similar. But I mean the, I mean just the point is that that is a long term contract and that is a lot of money. So let let's fast forward. I mean, college coaches are either are going to not they're not going to come if it's anything less than fifty million. I think that's from the 
I mean, that really sets the tone. But Matt Rule is being entrusted to stay and work it out. He wants consistency, this Tepper, it seems. And so Matt Rule... What do you think they'll do with Cam Newton? I think that he's going to keep Cam Newton, at least for now. So, I mean, this is offense. This is a former offensive line coach. And, you know, he's talking about... Uh, I haven't heard about the offensive coordinator position for that yet, who he's, who he's bandying about. But, I mean, you know, everybody had Matt Rule going to the Giants. I mean, that right. was that was the idea, but apparently... But the Giants may have had the best of it. Well, the Giants, who everybody thought was the number one for Rule, but apparently they didn't even have Rule that high. It was everybody in the media and every all the fans and all everybody else right. saying, because he's got... You know, uh, a new. He was the hot college coach. Available. And not, and not only that, he's a former Giant coach. And if there's one thing that the Maras and 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 the Giant organization love is one of their own. Remember, Coughlin. Uh, I mean, uh, go down the list. And now, you know, and they flamed well, it. Well, how about the ones that got away? Right. Well, I mean, you want to go all the way back to Vince Lombardi and Tom uh, Tom Landry. Uh, yeah, they, they matter in football history. Sh- sure, Belichick, of course. Although yeah. I I had yeah. the fantasy that you know Brady had come right out and said I'm not you know I'm coming back whether you want me to or not and Kraft wants him and Belichick goes you know what I might as well go to the Giants you know I'm really good friends with with the Maras I love the Giants let me just go coach there they've got an opening but it turns out that he takes one of his assistants Joe Judge a special team slash wide receiver coach who's a year younger than Eli yeah and. Also on his resume, two um, he's got two national championships with Alabama, so he's fully ingrained in the Belichick uh, coaching tree. Well, Saban recommended him to Belichick, and, and Saban is on Belichick's coaching tree. So, so it's, it's 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 a big deal, I think. I, I heard part of the press conference. I mean, he says all the right things. Of course, yeah, I, I think it's, I think this is a it's a big find. And that changes the landscape for the NFC East. It really does. And now Mike McCarthy, former uh, Packers coach, is now the head coach down in Dallas. So you've got... And he'll take all the bullets for Jerry Jones. Yeah, but I mean, he doesn't care. Like, this is a guy... It's really hard to have... Like, nobody knew about the relationship with him and Rodgers, which was ice cold at best. Like, they didn't even speak to each other. Like, he would call the plays, and Rodgers would say, no, I'm good. Like, it it got to to that point. And nobody knew about it outside of the organization. They kept a tight lip. Well, he's that type of guy. Right, McCarthy doesn't care. Well, he's perfect for Jones, but, I mean, it's an impossible job. Of course it's a possible job, but, I mean, you've got two retreads. But, uh, you know, I would say, rather, this isn't Pat Shermer. You know, these are successful, at least in Rivera's case. He made it to a Super Bowl. You know, he's had success. And I think he's, a, uh, I believe, a two-time coach of the year. Well, I think I heard the first thing he did was get rid of the uh, the, the ping-pong tables and air hockey in the locker room. Yeah, well, you got to change the culture. And, you know, Ron's, Ron's going to do that. And McCarthy, he's won a Super Bowl. You know, his playbook might open up it for, for Dak. So... You know he's gonna he's gonna pretty much call the plays I think but uh, there was a rumor that uh, George, uh, Jason Garrett was gonna be interviewed for the offensive coordinator with with the Giants but apparently that got nixed and apparently Freddie Kitchens who worked with Joe Judge at Mississippi State 
if I if I if I read that properly. Really, Freddie Kitchens would come in to be the offensive coordinator. Allegedly, he hasn't even been interviewed. I don't, I don't think. think so. Well, I mean, look, Judge is going to be—he's going to be the CEO. He's not going to be calling the defensive plays. He's obviously not going to be calling the. Well, he's not going to be calling the offensive plays. He's going to be like a, a like a Harbaugh. He's going to just all right here. I'm going to. So I, I think that might be a good comparison because they they were. I mean, just think they were both special teams coaches. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but I'm thinking of other some other great ones. Dick, Dick Vermeil. Dick Vermeil, sure. Uh, Marv Levy. Marv Levy, yeah. I mean, there, there, there's been, yeah. I mean, that's a detailed, um, and and you have to encourage the their starters. I mean, it's the way of life in uh, in the Patriots. You got to play special teams. Right. And so, and again, it's it's not somebody who's going to be like an Andy Reid calling, you know. You know, Joe Judge is not going to be carrying a, a giant laminated sheet like calling plays. He's going to be seeing what's going on in the game. What are my what are my coordinators doing? He's going to be the the CEO, the manager. He's, and he's a people manager. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think he'll succeed. I think new. I think the Giants needed a big name, and I think a lot of the fans wanted the big name because after Ben McAdoo and Pat Shermer. Yeah. I th- but I'm thinking of Tomlin. You know, guys that are that, that were young when they took over. Yeah, look. I mean, this guy's thirty-eight or whatever. It's amazing. He might, he might be very, very well. So that leaves only the Browns left as the only coaching vacancy. There, I think. Right. It, and they're interviewing Josh McDaniels. I, I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, I've even well, heard McDaniels is interesting because he's had an opportunity there already that didn't work out. I mean, he he embarrassed. Right, him. and it doesn't seem to like to go as a group. To be interviewed, you know what I mean. Like he's the guy that's waiting for somebody to come just for him, right? And you know he's from Ohio, like Northern Ohio. So like a lot of these ducks are lining up. But I mean, I, he went back to the Patriots more than just so out of loyalty. I mean, there was definitely a come see come sa. There was definitely a uh, you know reciprocity. Yeah. You come back. Your name's next after Belichick goes to you know either, but he's Belichick's not leaving just for retirement. He's gonna leave for the Giants. But, but, but will he turn out to be like a North Turner type, like like Who? a better assistant than a head coach? Who McDaniel's probably. Yeah. Don't forget he flamed out in Denver. Let's not forget right. he's had his head coaching chance and he failed there, and he almost and he he should have he should have gone through the second and you know it wasn't the Browns or the Bengals that he backed out of the Colts I mean that's a pretty you know at least historically that's a marquee franchise that you know I mean look well, yeah, yeah. Fra- Frank Reich has done uh, Frank Reich has done a very good job there Rich or Reich. I think it's Frank Reich. Um, he's done a yeah. Well, that's interesting. What's going to happen there? Because Brissett really doesn't have a down the you know a, a down the field uh, presence. Right. And, right. and 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 you got to have that today. Yeah, and they so yeah. That's that's going to be interesting. Yeah, that's one of the places I heard Brady might go. You know, but I, I we don't know. Because when you look at them, they they were like stuck. They they couldn't score points in a lot of games late in the year. No. No, they couldn't, um, and I think they need to improve their backfield for sure. So, what about Rivers? I to, mean, uh, to the Colts. I mean, you know, you know, Rivers is a unrestricted free agent. I'm, I'm sure the Chargers are going to try to get a bigger name. 
Or you do know, you think he's just was serious and is going to walk away from football? Uh, I it could go either way with him. It all depends. I mean, the poor Chargers, they they made a terrible decision moving to the LA market. They should have stayed in San Diego. But the draw so was true. the draw was too big and, you know, Spanos didn't want to pay a dime towards anything, so he's going to come and shack up with the Rams and they're paying everything and he's just going to Come along and be second-class citizen. He's one of the worst owners now. I mean, he's a he's he's been a bad one. The fact that he chose he didn't choose um, Schottenheimer over um, uh, whoever the was AJ something. Marty. I mean, look, I, uh, Anthony Lynn has been really good, but the, you know, Norv Turner took over for Marty, and you know, we just mentioned him, a better assistant than a head coach. So you yeah, know they, things went bad to worse. Yeah, they could have got. They could have at least stayed competitive if they had yeah. Schottenheimer. But you know that's old news, and you know he's a he's a poor owner, which is amazing to say in the NFL nowadays. But he's a poor, you know, rich poor owner, and uh, yeah. So now he's going to be he's going to be the Angels of Los Angeles. He's right. you know now. What's that? No, I was saying, what about uh, we got some college stuff going on, particularly JMU. JMU, the Dukes, the national championship game, or is this a semifinal? Yeah, well, no, it's, it's the championship game in Texas, yeah, against North Dakota State. North Dakota State, the, who they shocked. And that line is one and a half. Who they so shocked. JMU la- is favored. Who they shocked, la- was it last year or two years ago? Two. I two think. years ago in North Dakota, um, which has been there. Like, their home base in uh, uh, does um, North Dakota State. Remember, Carson Wentz came from there. Um, sure. Yeah, for the uh, F- FCS. The, yes, uh, there you go. The That's divi- Saturday. Yeah, the Division Two. That's on uh, ABC. Really? So you're going to have, ha- yeah, yeah. Well, do- well, yeah, they have no games this week. And they also, because uh, ABC and NBC or uh, uh, ESPN are out of playoff games. So yeah, an undefeated North Dakota State against the fourteen and one James Madison Dukes. Yeah, and the undefeated team is the underdog. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the line is the line is pick them. Yeah, which is unbelievable. So yeah, the Dukes. Yeah, and besides college football, why not put that on? Because you have to wait another week. It feels like another week, but I mean, it, the the national championship game, Clemson and LSU, that's not till Monday, the thirteenth. I mean, yeah, nice. well, you got to, you know, this football, you got to be weaned off it. I know, but I mean, this was a this is a big jump. Like, I mean, <laughs> the, the, I mean, it feels like the old the old way where you have to wait till like you know, you're not gonna <laughs> see any of these games for a while. Yeah, um, did you it out? Uh, speaking of uh, college, a um, couple of a uh, couple of de- declarations. This is going to be a quarterback-heavy draft in names, especially Tua has also um, declared. What is degenerative bone disease? Like uh, I mean, he's Bo got Jackson? he's got the Bo Jackson um, and Jake Fromm, uh, the as we mentioned, the Bulldog quarterback. Um, put that on top of uh, Burrow and uh, Herbert from Oregon, and then a couple of other big ones. I think the Utah State quarterback as mm-hmm. well. I mean, not a lot of, not too many high ceilings. Like, the thing about, like, Fromm is he's pretty much ready, but you're not going to be getting, like, he's not Rodgers. Like, he'll be, you know, Stafford 
at the most. It seems well, you like. know what's interesting? If Trevor Lawrence was out last year, he would have been the number one pick. Yeah. If he was out this year, I think he would have been the number one pick. Well, you know what? Let's see. And what, if let... he's out next year, he'll be the number one pick. Well, you know what? There's no guarantee that Lawrence, all he needs to do is just play the game, and then afterwards he'll tell you what his future is. And if he, I mean, he would be the clear-cut number one uh, or at least, you know, fight it for Burrow, depending on what he does in the championship game. If he stinks, then he might want to wait the year or just accept yeah, it. I don't think he stinks. But, I mean, you've got a lot of lot of quarterback-needy teams in the NFL, not just through free agency. We mentioned yeah. Rivers and, and Brady. teams are willing to take chances. And Bridgewater also as well, you know, and the backup market is very, very small in terms of, you know, uh, quality. So might as well go in the go to the NFL now. Because you're going to get picked up, and if you're picked in the draft, yeah. But I think he's smart to 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 play his trade, sure. and, and to get better. Yeah, yeah. Does Lawrence? Yeah, absolutely. So. And 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 he has a fun look. He does that long hair. Oh, it's great. Yeah, he looks like a bit of a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. Uh, so moving over to. Baseball, not too many moves, although there was a, uh, a recent trade that happened between the Rays and the Cardinals. You talk about two smart organizations. A six-player trade. Uh, the marquee name in this... Six players. The marquee name is in this is Jose Martinez, the outfielder for the... Um, Major League outfielder for the Cardinals going to St. Louis... Or, I'm sorry, going to Tampa Bay, along with uh, an outfield prospect and a um, compensa- compensation pick from the draft, and St. Louis gets some draft picks um, and prospects, and the big one include is a uh, left-hander named Matt Libertore. I believe I'm pronouncing that. uh, uh, L-I-B-E-R-A-T-O-R-E. Libertore. So that's the big deal that's come through. So really it's... And, and, And that's Jeter making these moves? I'm sorry? Does Jeter make moves? No, no, no. This is uh, Tampa Bay. Okay. Yeah, no, it's been pretty quiet uh, on the other side of uh, Florida. Um, yeah, so not much, not too much moving. There's still some, you know, uh, noises about Nolan Arenado, the big third baseman for the Rockies getting trade, but still just talk. Francisco Lindor. Now, what about these uh, cheating stuff? Scandals. So apparently, it's not just the Astros. Apparently, according to three unnamed former Red Sox um, employees, now we don't. I th- I've heard that they are players, but they're not given their names. At least Mike Fears gave out his name, uh, the former reliever for the Astros. He put his name on it, but yeah, it turns out that the Astros or the uh, Red Sox in 2018 uh, during the season. They said right. they used pretty much the same exact method uh, with sign stealing. That they learned. That they learned from the Astros because their manager Alex Cora in 2018 was the bench coach for the Astros in 2017. So it seems. And Beltran was the player, and he seems to. Right. I under- Okay. I understand that, but although apparently what the what is being leaked through MLB is that. No, um, no harm will come to the players. The players, the themselves. players, right? Because the, they're union and they're not management, right? So it seems like the Astros they're going to come down to the Astros, Astros. But so now, when the players do it, it's boys will be boys. 
And when management does it, it's an, it's an offense. Well, it's a shame, shame, shame. But now here's the problem. Now you've got two organizations that have done it. And are, are you that confident that that's it, that there's no other organization? And I'm sure MLB is also wondering that too. So I don't think we're going to hear anything about what happens to the Astros until they make sure every single organization... No, they can't do that. What? What, they can't go through everyone? Look. No. Because, all right, so let's say they, they dock the Astros like... Uh, like... Yeah, but why would they trash themselves? Who? Major League Baseball. Why would they do that type of investigation? Right, because I mean, I, I don't think they're sincere about. All that. right. Well, the what what is being implored upon them, or at least what they're coming out with, leak wise, is that they're going to come mm -hmm. down pretty severely on the Astros. Now, if you do that to the Astros, and then the Red Sox through your investigation, they did the exact same thing. You have to come down hard on them. So yeah, let... but but you also have to do damage control. I understand that, which is why I don't think they want to come out really quickly and say, "All right, uh, two-year postseason ban," because then you no, get they're not going to. No, do no, no. That. I I know that, but let's just say, for instance, like how harsh they're going to get. No picks in a draft. Uh, you can only sign one free agent. Like whatever it is, then all of a sudden, if the Red Sox do the same thing, you can't go lightly on them. You're going to have to do the well, exact did, same. Do you thing. put an asterisk? No, you don't put asterisks. Enough with this stuff. Hey, you know what? I watched those games, too. You know, the Dodgers could have done a lot more, a lot of other things. Dylan signs is age-old. Yes, of I, course. I think this gives them traction in the winter. Well, how about this? How about then we change the rules to where they get earpieces? You know, the NFL does it. They The quarterbacks have a headset. They can listen in. How about you just have, you know, an, uh, an earpiece for the pitcher, which is then going to be great. Then you're going to see these pitchers just yelling at <laughs> ghosts. But you're still going to get this ball. Does anybody talk about that? Yes, I agree. You still need to hit the baseball. I mean, how many? How often do they know what's going? Right. Yeah. They don't need to be told. Right. That's a good point. Look, I'm just saying I don't think that any judgment will come down that soon until they know. Because for all we know, the Yankees were doing it too. Maybe they just didn't do it as well. You know what I mean? The Dodgers had been doing it. How they win in it? They can't just be because, you know, Chris Taylor comes out of nowhere. You know, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it turns out what what reversed the curse for the Cubs? Oh, it was you know sign stealing then. So where's it get? So now you got to take your time. That's all I'm saying. And, it's been around forever stealing signs. Right, and you know what? I think MLB is just like let's get let's get to let's get past the Super Bowl because then we can you know everybody's going to be excited for for this that and the other thing with with um, spring training and then they're the next sport up. You don't know basketball and hockey's on, but really that season doesn't start till March. So, you know, baseball's got some time. They're going to do their due diligence, especially with the with the Red Sox, to make sure. And then they're going to go around. I'm sure there are some teams that we can are pretty sure haven't done it. You know, the Pirates. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think Jeter and the Marlins have been doing it according to their record. So, you know, we'll have to see how that goes. All right, Dad. Well, thanks very much for joining me this okay, week. Okay, it's been fun. All right, enjoy. And, uh, let's enjoy this exciting round of football. All right, divisional round is upon us. Andrew, take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes Store to leave a review of the show. Also... Visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com.